Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Wednesday night to wind down with your host, Shamor and Shakir. What a conversation we have for you this evening. Um, And it seems like we actually have some family that's got a lot to say about our topic this evening, too, so we're going to Emerge in here Earlier than usual Because um, She posted that she really wanted to Speak on this topic I think she has some leftover uh, Some residual Kind of in there That she's trying to get out We're going to do some therapy Uh, Yeah Emerge You're on the list Shakira How are you? So far so good How are you? Well, okay, that's all we can hope for. That's all we can hope for. Yeah, it's been a it's been it's been a fun weekness. Just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hey, I definitely believe that. Been there, doing that with you. So I definitely get it. Yeah, I I, so, I, I, caught, I caught the I caught the whole therapy session, and we're gonna have to kick in with a mind. Um, I'm not sure how deep it got, but. Obviously, it's about to get really, really interesting. Yeah, well, you know, Imaj put herself out there. Like, I wasn't digging in the business this time. Like, she just put that all, boom, right there for everybody to see. And it was uh, her comment to the post. And she said, oh, I got some stuff to say on this one. I was like, okay, we're going to let you have the floor in. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, um, we'll see how it all plays out. So, for those who might not have a clue what we're talking about, um, 
tonight's discussion is the sensitive guy, an emotional fella. Is there ever too much emotion when you're talking about men? Do women like men who are very in touch with their emotions? Is it a problem when he is super sensitive? Does that lessen his masculinity in any way? Is it a societal push? I heard somebody say something about that earlier today on, on Facebook. So we're going to talk about it, see where we all stand when we start talking about these emotional men. And, of course, that can go into our double standards issue um, because, you know, women who are emotional don't get treated, um, well, some of them, I guess, do. Maybe, possibly. Um, but it's okay. It's I think it's more okay when it's a woman who's in touch with her emotions. So, Shakira, um, go ahead and, you know, I saw you had to think about this one. Yeah, I had to marinate on this one just a little bit, but I, I, I think I, I think I left it to, to, to some folks where the bottom, the, the baseline to the argument is everything in moderation, and by that, of course, I mean if you're going to deal in extremes, the, the last thing you want to do is be, is to be that dude or to be that chick that flies off the handle at every little thing um, or that, that that can't seem to get it together for all the intents and purposes. Um, I've seen it happen on so many occasions where, you know, it, it, we're, when you get into societal norms and you start getting into, uh, I won't say peer pressures or anything like that, but when you get to the point where in a patriarchal society we're expected to be a certain weight, and to try and fly in the face of that conformity, um, there are there are gonna there are things that are gonna be hurled at you in terms of insults. Um, the last mm-hmm. thing you want to be, you know, last thing you want to be labeled as as a man is you don't want to be you don't want to be labeled a sissy. You don't want to be labeled a punk um, or anything along those lines because you're not able to be strong enough to handle whatever situation may come, regardless of how bad that situation may be, um, or, you know, something along those lines, whereas a woman might get a pass for breaking down, so to speak, because you're looked upon, fair or unfair, you're looked upon as a lesser, uh, as the lesser gender, the gender that needs to be taken care of, so to speak. Um, like I said, fair or unfair, that's what you're dealing with. Um, the thing that I've learned in terms of dealing is there are going to be certain instances where a man's going to be expected to, you know, it, it, I won't say expected to, but it's going to be one of those things where if it happens, you're not going to necessarily be looked upon as weak. Um, if you get to a point where you're you're dealing with a very rough situation, whether it's the loss of a family member whether it's a loss of a child, whether it's, you know, something that, that even even in the sense of being able to uh, handle a bad breakup, there, the, the, the circumstances under under that breakup may cause a man to do 
or feel a lot stronger than what they have to, so to speak. So that's my initial thoughts on the subject for the most part. Okay. So you said you struck me with a couple of things because, um, you know, you're so, you're so deep sometimes. When you were the only guy on the phone, you're really good. But you, you struck me with a couple of things. And one of the things kind of came to mind when you said that is like it's kind of conditional. However, there's some structured norms that make you not that punk. However, there's some gray area as long as you don't go out of the line. And I guess these are all like the man code thing. You know. Yeah, so so a, you know what that. I would like to know, like as a as a dad, you know? As a dad establishing those norms, like how do you raise a son, you know, that's that's the thing and, and instill these standards in there because you do the I've I've seen men that do this so subliminally, like it's not stated, it's it's understood something that you do that makes you know, young men say, you know, you don't do that. And it's not that dad ever sat down and said, yeah, you don't cry about X, Y, and Z. It's just something that they kind of pick up along the way. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. I was I very, you know, interested in hearing some of your perspective on that, looking at it from that dad who's raising that son who's you know, doing that. But before we get into our topic too heavy, we have a guest, and we want to um, bring our guest on. And um, we want to let um, our guest talk a little bit about the projects they are working um, this evening, sharing in our discussion, and also kind of doing some promo. We have um, an author, and he is recognized on that poetic front. And I'm going to, despite the person who gave him props, I'm not going to even hold that to him because that's not his fault, I'm going to still be very neutral in embracing our guests. This evening we have Les Barnett Pollard with us, and we're going to get into some of the projects. Uh, Les, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, how's everyone? We're good. I'm good. How's it going, brother? All right. We're good. I'm doing good. How are you? I can't complain at all, man. Just doing what we normally do on Wednesdays, man. All right. Awesome. Glad to be a guest. Okay. So this is already starting off better. Because when I posted that you were going to be on and I let everybody know a show topic and the first person to say something about you being on the show was Mr. GPA himself. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so he was like, oh, yeah, that's very stand-up poet, blah, blah, blah. You know, he started, you know, singing crazy. Awesome. And that's wonderful that, you know, people yeah. in that same genre can embrace and appreciate one another. But... And I know, y'all know what I, I'm thinking right now. Okay, what do you think? When thinking? I saw when I saw his name show up on my comments after I posted that, I I just started thinking, 
Ain't nobody got time for that. That's where my mind went. That's where my mind went. And you know what? Oh, and then I had to realize yeah. that was kind of personal. Y'all been taking it personal. So let me back up. So I'm backing up. You get to bring your own thing. GBA has been on our show, if you don't know. And um, he was on our show, and he was Mr. GPA, and he was Mr. GPA when he was on our show. And that's all I'm going to say about it. But so... I'm, I'm trying to remove all that residual. I got some residual too. You're not the only one in mine. But you get to okay. be your own personality. Just don't be. Well, I want to definitely want to thank Mr. GPA for that. I appreciate it. I'm definitely humble for anybody giving me such, you know, humble and greeting there. I appreciate that. And actually, I'm honored to be on the show as well. Uh, you know, for those that okay. may not know him, Arthur, Les, Barnett Pollard, I have YouTube videos. Uh, I'm just, just glad to be on the show. And uh, uh, my first okay. book is called Look What God Has Given Me, because I am a definitely oh. a spiritual poet. I, I, and uh, I, you know, tell my testimony there and how uh, my, my writing changed. Cause actually, I've been writing poetry ever since I've been about 12 or 13. Um, but after both my parents passed, like, within 11 days apart, I totally changed the style and why I wrote poetry. Actually, I was not a really 100%, you know, just writing. Well, actually, I was been writing that time, but I wasn't writing the same way. I just totally changed the way I wrote. But I had more purpose, and I had more reason, I had more meaning. And uh, I wrote really to, like, as a recovery and a, and a way to uh, just kind of really vent a lot of my feelings or something to a point, but I feel like God had given me something where I could just release those feelings, not just vent in a bad way, but to release them in, in the best way. So I looked in the Bible and I started finding stuff to inspire myself, you know, through those times, like all things are possible through Jesus Christ who strengthens me and so many different ways. So I went spiritual route, and, and that's what really encouraged me and kept me going through such a uh, hard time. Uh, so my first book was called Look What God Has Given Me. And uh, since then, I've written a second book. It's called Let's Get Inspired, where I talk about my life somewhat in the beginning, but it goes in several different dimensions, and I break it into ten different chapters, which I go into inspiration. I go into so many different uh, ways of talking about different things. And uh, that's, and I'm just really writing it to encourage people who have been through something, and uh, understand and can relate, and just trying to keep it positive all at the same time, and just show different styles at the same time. Always stay inspired. Okay, so that, that is uh, a very um, purposeful, um, I guess, couple of pieces. So tell me about when you did your first book. Was that one of those? Was it one of those therapeutic things? Kind of, even though you were finding a purpose, but did it help you in healing from your loss? Because you said you kind of let put everything out. Is that you release everything? So, do you see that as part of your healing? Yes, it definitely was. Because, cause, you know, I, I looked at it, and like I said, you know, the Bible, I was just really looking at the Bible and so many different things. I found everything I could that was inspirational that I could pull from it and and 
just as I was looking through those words and things, I started putting a lot of them together, and I used it, and it turned into poetry. And I only mm-hmm. only use it to inspire myself, but I use it to inspire others that may have related to going through something, you know, that would definitely be able to help them as well. Okay. So, um, when you do, when when you had that epiphany before prior to that. Mm-hmm. When because you, you just said kind of it was different. So, did your writing prior to that have um, a biblical undertone, or did it was were they not at all connected to to the inspiration? And before before you started um, connecting or or linking your thoughts to the Bible, I, think, I would say definitely my my. Poetry beforehand may have been, it was more based upon what I was going through to, you know, to, and it wasn't always inspiring, but it was always something that was, I think it was more, if I had to say, just based upon the things I related to and one of the things I was going through, kind of maybe a little bit more self-centered, but at the same time, hoping that something I would say would reach people, but it wasn't as, didn't have its purpose, wasn't as strong, and didn't have its, uh, you know, my life hadn't seen something that really felt like I could just really impact somebody else through something. I feel like I had a testimony after all of that happened. It really, you know, where I feel like something I have done or been through would help somebody else that have been through such a tragic instance. Because before then, I just, just regular life pretty much, just working and, you know, and poetry came to me as it came to me. Now it, I feel like poetry comes to me more as a inspiration to see something more into it than just just typical words or something that I'm saying to something that was fun, enjoyable, and went to something that became had meaning and purpose. That's that's the best way mm-hmm. I know how to say it. It has more purpose to it now. Okay. And, and so, how did that, how did that change and that shift? How did that make you feel? Was there a satisfaction? You know, what? How did that make you feel as a writer? Because I know sometimes when we write, we still question like, how good is this or whatever. But when it's something inspirational, and when you've had a breakthrough, you know, how does that make you feel about the pieces that you wrote um, for that particular uh, book? Well, my, I, I just really wanted to do it for for somebody else that they could relate to what I was going through. But, you know, my biggest compliments actually come in a form of people that are saying, wow, um, that book has really helped me. I used it when I was, you know, in the hospital or, or maybe when I was looking, when I needed something to, you know, to inspire me when I was going through and being that that, you know, and just you know, whatever it was. It may not always be a tragedy for as a parent, loose and parent, it could be just something for us, maybe a sickness to uh, just certain things, you know, maybe, you know, from whatever a person can go through. I'm hoping that a lot of stuff, because I, I, I talk quite a bit about different subjects in the, in, the, in the first book, but it's all inspirational and it's based on Scripture. Okay. In my first book, for sure. Okay. 
So, does it, and this is just kind of trying to touch on our subject that we'll get into later, but um, do you feel like, um, do you feel like when you express that your writing purpose is more of an inspirational, um, do you feel like people embrace it or kind of look at you funny depending on how they sense things for connected to gender, you know, do people think, oh, a guy that's writing about inspiration, you know, do you ever get any critical comments based on that, or do you think people just kind of are open and accepting of it? Well, my first book, I'm going to go some back to my first book. The first book I read is mostly, it's been mostly in church. I, don't, I mean, I still read parts of it when I even go to open mics, but mostly it's a lot of it's mostly books and poems in there that I've read at church, and they have often had standing ovations. I've got a lot of support for my first book. Uh, my second book has more about my life and different things, and it's still inspirational. But I actually believe it or not, I've actually got a lot more compliments on my first book than I have on my second book. Yet I get more, I get player compliments both ways. You know, I've had I used, I used to have. You know, because I talk about so many different things. I mean, so I mean, for spiritually, I would say definitely I've had standing ovations. I've had a lot of good reception to it. Okay, so and maybe that's. One, I'm sorry, and the second one too as well. But certain people that have known and gone through with certain things, and with the second one, especially when I talk about certain things from my mom and Alzheimer's to different things and how I was, you know. You know when she was sick and how I just kind of just kind of stayed positive through certain things. Some people I've had close family that that may have said some things for as uh, maybe I, you know, maybe a likely negative. Only only to the fact that it seemed like it was kind of sad to them. But you know what I mean. But I always tried to keep it real. But in the end, I tried to say something positive. There's always a positive end to it. And use the yeah. positive end, and maybe to donate to Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, and you know, I mean, even if you talk about let's say domestic violence, that could seem to be negative. But the thing is, if you're talking against it, and you try to encourage people to love themselves more, you understand where I come from. Okay, I get that. All right. So, and, and now, you know, I guess maybe that's one of the things we'll talk about too is if it's a difference when it's a spiritual uh, journey. You know, does that get any extra points when we talk about the emotional aspects of the testosterone levels? You know, I I wonder if that adds to the acceptance. You know, is a spiritual connection if it's more accepted than just your personal or your, you know, your human emotion. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, some of the things that. You inspire when you do um, in your second book, um, and tell us a little bit about what people can kind of hope to relate to in in that one. Okay, I'll just give you a, a general. Uh, in the second book, I talk more maybe about you know, I do talk more about you know Black history, learning, knowing more about Black history, some of the awesome things that that we have done as as. Uh, people in this country, and how we've actually invented a whole lot of things. I mentioned the probably like about forty different inventions, and uh, 
and I'm also encourage people to always believe in themselves, no matter what situation they may feel. And, you know, and I also speak on, like I said, domestic violence is something I also uh, speak against. Uh, my second book always also uh, mention about fathers stepping up and being better fathers to their kids, even if they're, you know, situation with their maybe's mother has hasn't worked out. Um, I talk about hmm, so many different subjects I really mention, but like I said, it's all written to inspire and you know just to. It'd probably be easy if I read some, but okay. you know, just just encourage people just do whatever they in daily situations. Okay, so and, and you know course. what? Mm-hmm. We we probably will want to hear. We will probably want to hear some of that, you know, a little bit later. So you have time to kind of find something to share. Uh, I don't like to put people on the spot, though. Um, that way you can kind of look through and see what it is that you might want to share with us. Give us an example a little bit later. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna push you into the topic that we have uh, running um, along with uh, your interview, and I did that because I was being a little stereotypical because that's sometimes how I have to, I jump in that arena sometimes, but. Um, I was thinking about the poet, you know, the man, the male poet, and he has to connect. He has to feel when he expresses. So our topic is the sensitive, uh, and actually in our chat room they kind of turned it on me because they don't like the words, you know, sensitive and um Emotional being used interchangeably. So, um, but we were talking about is it okay, um, or or what is the norm? What what is thought of? How would a society affect the sensitive man or the emotional man? Is it one of those things that's easily acceptable? Nobody frowns at it. Is it a such thing as being too emotional if you're a male? Um, and then of course this. The strength question, you know, um, is a man that's expressive about his emotions seem to be weaker? So we're kind of throwing that around with the whole emotional or sensitive concept. And so since you're a poet, I just figured because you're so expressive and you have to be in touch with the feeling of something in order to express it, I just kind of be curious to know. Because I don't think Shakir feels anything. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, she's got jokes tonight. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just I'm, saying, go ahead, Russ. Huh? I'm just saying, you know. Uh-huh, I needed somebody that. I just needed somebody that was, you know, it, in touch with the feeling. <laughs> okay. okay. I think I think all men have emotions. Basically, we all have emotions. Uh, you know, it's, it depends on the situation. You know, what's what we're showing emotion about and how we show that emotion. You know, I think there's a certain balance. You know, we need to have. I don't think being too sensitive is is a great thing. And, and, 
but I don't think not having sensitivity at all is, not, is also not a bad thing. So I think it depends on what the situation is. If you're crying over something that's deep, emotional, like somebody passing a thing of that sort, I can understand crying. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. But if you cried every single little thing, yeah, there's going to be a problem there. Um, and if you never show emotion, that can be, can be seem to be insensitive. But I think every... A woman wants a man to be sensitive to a point, you know what I mean, especially when it comes to her and how he treats her and showing love to her because I think being emotional shows in some way, many ways, how much you love them. And, you you know, and, and I think women would love for a man to have some emotions and show emotions toward them. And uh, being that I am a man that likes to show you know, especially romantic side, I believe that definitely, you know, shows that you have a love for her. And uh, I don't see nothing wrong with that. I don't think most women would definitely appreciate a man that shows that kind of emotion and love. Hmm. Okay. Well, I know Imaj has something to say, and I'm sure she'll be calling in here in a minute to, to share her piece. But, I, I, you know, I, I just... You know, listening to what you said, there's that man code again. You know, it, it was, here are the reasons we can feel or express our feelings aloud. And as long as you stay within those, it's okay. And it was, like, understood. Like, some of the things you said, people were like, yeah, you know, man can cry for somebody died. That's cool. Nobody's judging you on that. But then there's the other reasons that, if he tears up any people are looking like, yeah, what's wrong with him, you know. Um, so we're, we have a call, and I don't want to uh, leave this person holding because this might be specific just for you. So we're going to take this call. Uh, area code is 903. Area code is 903. You're on the air. Hey, what's going on? What's you? going on, sir? What's going hey, on? Man? You know what this is, right? <laughs> it's Olius, man. Hey, hey, Olius. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, Good I... to see you here. Yeah. <laughs> I had to come and support you, man. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely no appreciate that. But to touch real quick okay. on the whole emotional side of a man, um, I'll make it quick. Most people associate being emotional as being sad. People tend to forget about there are other spectrums of the scale when it comes to emotions. There's happy, there's anger, so forth and so on. So me being a man, I don't feel like there's nothing wrong with being emotional. I would be emotional in a heartbeat, actually. And But my problem is knowing when to be emotional. Because I've had females tell me that I'm insensitive or I'm, I have the capability of detaching myself too quickly. I lose interest. I become bored. And it's like, well, you don't want to spend time with me, this, that, and third. Where is your emotion? But on the flip side, when it comes to my son, I get highly emotional, whether it be sad, anger, happiness, whatever. So, I, mean, I just think it's just a fine line between... I mean, I do get it. I do, I do have friends that come off as being 
too sensitive and they cry the top of their head over pretty much nothing. And to an outsider, it's like, okay, why are you crying about that? Get up and do something about it. Like, why sit here and have a pity party? Why sit here and just have this Hurricane Katrina outcome look on life? Get up and do something. And I have to kind of like constantly remind myself, okay, well, put yourself in their shoes. But I don't feel like it's, I mean, if you need to cry, cry. I mean, it's not their own being emotional, but I have to tell people that be mindful that there are other emotions as opposed to just crying. And doesn't it doesn't make you any less of a man to be emotional. Mm-hmm. I mean, because okay. from, the, from the hood, it's like, okay, if you're happy, you're weak. Everybody from the hood should be hard. Everybody should be macho. You can't show any sign of happiness. You can't smile at all. That's why you see most black men in pictures, you never see them smile because that shows weakness. And if you want to throw crying into that element, that's a whole different level of weakness. So most guys from the hood are like, okay, picture time, stone face, let me grunt, you know, let me grunt, let me be hard about it because smiling is just like, no, we don't do that. We can't show that emotion. That makes me look weak. So I just think so there's as far no societal as influence there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Out. I don't think it's anything wrong with being emotional. I mean, I will <clears throat> sit here and be emotional and happy. Like, I was sitting here earlier once I read your post about being on the block radio. I became emotional as far as being happy for you. Oh, thank you. And, you know, sitting here listening to the show as long as I have, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, you guys touched on some things because, like you said a second ago, I kind of fall into the realm of I'm kind of going through with my son's mother. I mean, we broke up, and now it's kind of we just broke up. We were together for eight years, and we just broke up and broken up for, like, maybe two months now. So we, it's this phase now. It's like how can I see my son without bothering you and vice versa? So I kind of like feel like, okay, how can I step up? Because I didn't know my father at all. Didn't have a clue. I found out who he was at the end of his life. So once I found out who he was, he was pretty much dying. So I don't want that to be the same book I write for my son. So, I mean, it's just, emotion is just what you make it. But, mm-hmm. you know, nowadays the kids call it being emo. And there's a mm-hmm. whole genre of emo merchandise. There's a whole genre of emo this and that. So, I mean, I think nowadays being emotional has, no has to come has become more of a mainstream thing. Mm-hmm. True enough. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with how it's expressed, you know, um, sure. not necessarily that that it exists, but how they express those emotions um, and which ones, as you were saying, that there are very number of emotions, but which ones they express, which ones they choose to visually express determine if you're emo, you know, and so we get back into that, what emotion are we talking about kind of thing, you know, which yeah, ones right. are determining to be the problematic ones. So, yeah, I definitely I totally, understand. And I totally understand and relate to that, being a father myself. You know, I have a son and a daughter. You know, even though they stay in Dallas, I don't get to see them on the regular. But I definitely understand, bro. Uh-huh. So I definitely understand. Well, I would definitely fall back, and I will remain listening. Thanks for taking my call. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But you know, another another thing that that he brought up was that perfect complexity that a man is. Because he says that he believes that there are all kinds of emotions and he believes in expressing all kinds of emotions. However, it's evident that he doesn't always because women have said that he's unemotional or there's a disconnect. So he doesn't do this in such a way that a woman is saying, Oh, he's so sensitive. You know, that's not happening. A, he's actually being it's a matter. It's still a it's oh. still a matter of personal it's a, it's a matter of personal taste. What's good for one woman is not gonna be good for another. Same thing with I, men. I what's with good that. for one man what for what's good for one man is not gonna be good for another. It's difficult to set a set a baseline when it comes to any kind of when it comes to any kind of emotional uh, discourse or, or or any kind of debate because you know there'll be there'll be one there'll be some that they'll see public displays of affection from a man towards towards his woman and that woman's going I don't even want I don't even want you doing that with me you know in in public like that whereas you'll see another couple that be like oh in that sweet so it's really a matter of it's a matter of really dealing with the personal taste of the person that you're dealing with. If you know mm-hmm. for a fact if you know for a fact that the woman that you're dating, if she happens to express in general conversation, not that she waits for your emotional response to whatever is coming uh, coming down the pipeline, but if you just happen to have that conversation down the line and she goes, you know, I'm just really not feeling a dude that's crying um you know that that that's crying at the end of a romantic movie. Well, mm. you pretty much know what you're dealing with at this point in time. Meanwhile, right. or you know, meanwhile, you might deal, you might be dealing with another woman that you're dating, and she's like, you know, okay, well, it's cool if he's crying because it might be something that's emotional that's touching him, and it might he might, you know, he might, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He might relegate that to the relationship that the two of them are in, and might open up his feelings in terms of, okay, this is how I'm feeling about you in terms of what this is. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a it, it can be a night and day difference from woman to woman. Same thing yeah. with it being a night and day difference between from from one man to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. So, I mean, like, and, and I know that there isn't going to be one a, a one um, size fits all kind of answer. But um, well, only, I only, in the of, only in the sense of extremes, though. Right. right. Well, actually, because I'm sure that there is some woman who appreciates. I mean, I had a lady on one of the posts say that she wants that guy, that sensitive, emotional guy who expresses his feelings well, about everything all the time, because at the that's risk, a well, sign then, of security I mean, to her. And I get that. I get that in terms of what she's referring to as far as that is. But again, that's one woman in that regard with that response as far as that is. I can easily term her Captain Saberhawk because some women <laughs> and some men will have that mentality where they want they want that person who is opposite from them to always need them, always show their emotion, always do this, you know, things of that nature. They love those extremes. So. In that regard, she may see it as a sign of maturity. 
another one would say, well, he's a punk. What the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's, again, it's difficult to come up with that baseline. Yeah. I respect I respect her opinion in terms of her saying that it's a turn off for her. I got no problems with that yeah. whatsoever. You know, as far yeah. as that is. But if you it, but but you, you I won't say ask a lot of women, but you'll you'll run into the next woman and she'll be like she's looking at that man dealing with that woman in the in the midst of their conversation, in the midst of their relationship dynamic and be on the outside looking in and going, How the hell is she dealing with this dude? You know that's mm-hmm. that's that's what you that's what you're dealing with when you're dealing with any kind of outside forces or any kind of outside opinion on on, on a matter such as this. Okay. Yeah. And Abdul who, who always supports us on Facebook said that he don't cry. He didn't cry, but the notebook had him kind of you know wiping his eyes a little bit. That's okay. You can tell us you cried, Abdul. It's okay. He's just saying, you know, it wasn't really tears. He's just saying that was pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Look, there right. would be, and, and and again, it just depends. It really depends on the outside, on the on the outside kick, as far as that is. I mean, you know, there was a movie. There was a movie I remember watching when I was young called "What Dreams May Come," uh, uh, where it dealt with uh, a man who was uh, who passed a little uh, that passed before his time and spent his entire afterlife trying to find his wife. That is going to be an emotional thing for me, being a married woman who is definitely in love with my wife and wouldn't know how to handle an afterlife without her. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking, thinking thinking that there might be a way, thinking I'm thinking there might be a way, I'm like any other man who is in love with his wife. I'm going to see if there's a way. Okay. And that alone okay. will make me emotional. I think you're emotional right now. Calm down. It was a hypothetical. Well, uh, no, I'm just saying. But that, but, but that's what I'm saying. It just depends. It just depends on what on what's striking that man, or even what's striking that woman at the time that they're dealing with whatever movie that they're dealing with, or whatever we show just, that they're dealing with, or whatever music just, you know that they may listen to. We just know we can feel it. He loves you, Layla. Oh, he loves you, Layla. I'm just saying. We just <laughs> we love the Okay, so we we have a, another caller. So, and caller, um, this caller, you can't be out long on the line. Gosh, you know, we gotta fight because I have her. Imaj. Hi, how are you all? Hi. Hey, how y'all doing? How you doing? I am great. Awesome. Awesome. So what's your she's input tonight? She's not so innocent, but what she's about to say is so mean. Go ahead, Ima. How do you know it's about to be mean? <laughs> I read okay. your comment, honey. I read your comment. Okay, so you saw all the lining in between. Emotional. I saw. Okay, I think sensitive, sensitive and emotional are totally two different things. You know, you can be sensitive to someone's needs and, you know, and do all the right things, the sensitive things. So I look at emotional as if every time I turn around, you're whining about something, whether it's 
me working too late or me not coming home when you want me there. And it's it's like, okay, did you decide to put my panties on today instead of putting on your doctor? I just don't understand. And just to give an example, um, I had posted something on my Facebook page and somebody hit me in my inbox and was like, so who are you talking about? Okay, number one, I'm not talking about you. Number two, why are you sending me this message in my inbox? Then I let the information just sit there for about two hours before I even hit it to say I've seen it because I saw it. I just didn't click to say I've seen it. And the next message that came through said, oh, so it's like that you don't want to answer what I have to say. Okay, wait a minute. Jump out your feelings for a second because... It's not that serious. And this person is always in their feelings, like all the time. It's always something combative. It's always something emotional. It's always wah, 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 wah. And then I, my brain stops receiving it because it's now sounding like you're Charlie Brown's teacher, and I don't hear it. Mm. Sound like your security. And that's what I think it is because... First of all, we're not in nobody's relationship together. And yeah. you're way too emotional for me. Because I'm the type of person where, yes, I, I'm not going to sit and say I don't cry. I cry at things that pull at my heartstrings. But, and then also have those moments when I cry when I'm very, very, very upset. But any other time, I'm not crying about this. Why are we sitting here arguing about this? Why do you have tears in your eyes? Did I say something to hurt your feelings? I mean, it feels. And if your feelings well, are that, if you talking to him like that, you probably didn't say something to hurt his feelings. Jeez. I think with me, you have to have some type of stick again because everything is not going to be sugar coated butterflies and whimsical things with me. It's never going to be that way. Um. Right. So no, it, no butterflies for you, much. I mean, it's, it's not that I don't have butterflies. I mean, I do have butterflies, but it's not always going to be about butterflies. It's not. Mm-hmm. You know, <sighs> yeah, you only really see butterflies during the summer, spring and summertime. You don't really see them during the winter. So, <laughs> so it's well, not that. always going to be about butterflies. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm thinking some of that might be insecurity. Versus being all emotional, but he just sounds like he's just having a lot of insecurities and not yeah. sure about things and, and not, you know, questioning. And, you know, I I don't know. It just seems like it's not exactly the same to me. Right, and, and I look at it as like that, too. It's like, why have I given you a reason to be insecure about the smallest thing? I don't and know. It could be you, some of them uh, pictures you post is being drunk off your ass on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't, once that, again, I was on vacation. Did I mute my mic? Did I say that out Let me mute my mic. I was waiting on the pictures to get brought up. I swear to God, I was waiting on the pictures to get brought up. I was on vacation. so You I were tired. I forgot. Code word, tired. That was the code word. I was on vacation. 
So that right. is fine. I can do that. Now, you okay. may have seen another picture within the last week where I was sitting there um, and I was mm-hmm. drinking my little Hennessy, not my Hennessy, my Heineken and my um, tequila and mm. Coke. That's different. Yeah, but both of them. At the same it's time. People tequila and Coke with a Heineken chaser. Yeah. Yeah, he has nothing to worry about. Nothing. But I wish, like, but I'm thinking is that, you know, he's so used to women coddling him. I don't do that. Like, if you ask me a question, okay. But if it's a, just a dumb, random question that has nothing to do with nothing, I can't do it. And when Aww. I tell y'all what the update status was, it said his I'm going to tell you what the Facebook status was. It said, Uh-oh. his team we is get, winning. We're getting serious in the business here. Go on. And while you're okay. doing it, put his name out there. Go ahead. <laughs> so, here we that go. Was, <laughs> his team is winning. What kind now, of money is hurt? Shut up. Oh, good grief. Let her, get the, can you, let her get the damn status out, please, so we can figure out what we need to do to psychoanalyze some more shit. Okay. So... <laughs> So keep in mind, it's Sunday. Everybody knows I am a football fan when it comes to my Carolina Panthers. So we all know that my Carolina Panthers won on Sunday. So it says that his team is winning. My team is winning. This is a good day. Touchdown. (laughs) Now, how do you take that? Like, when I was saying his team is winning, I was speaking of, my current, not, not, he's not my boyfriend at all. It's nothing like that. It's just like a business partner. And we were having a good day. Like, it was a good day. And so he took that update so far left that I was like, what? Are you serious? Why? Mm-hmm. So, and we had already had a conversation about him doing all this whining and stuff and asking questions that you have no business asking. And so why are you asking that? So my reply to him was, oh, okay. I just said, oh, okay. And then he said, so who is it? I said, well, if you must know, you know, and I exactly what I just told you all, my business partner and we were having a good time. We were watching football. And he was like, well, you didn't have to say it like that. Well, you shouldn't be so nosy. The reaction that you got is because you're being freaking nosy for no reason. Yeah, I I, I don't see any reason to be insecure here. None. What? Everybody knows I am a people person. I meet people everywhere I go. When you all get to see my article for this month in Urban Image Magazine, it will be talking about the different people that I've met on my vacation. Yes, I was drinking, but I did meet a lot of new people. So I have pictures of these people that I met. And so you're going to see all the people that I I got to know while I was on vacation. I meet people every single day. If he can't take me being who I am, then he needs to step back, fall back, and find somebody else. Iman, you are so right. He is not the man for you, okay? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, I got I to gotta mute my mic. Hold on. 
Tasha Moore. <laughs> I love you too. Hey, speaking of jerks, um, guess what? Oh, it's time oh. for the wind up. Okay. So, meet your mic. I have to bring Ryan on. Um, Unless this is part of our show where uh, Ryan gets to come on and he does his wind-up and he gets to share with us um, whatever he needs to express. And because it's Ryan, sometimes it directly connects to what we're talking about. Most times it does not. Um, But... He showed up today, so I want to put him on the air. Um, and okay. the things that come out of his mouth in no way are reflections of myself or Shakir at all. Okay, Imaj maybe because she had some issues as well. But um, the, the saner side of the show, no, no direct connection. To Ryan, um, yes, are you ma'am. there? How Hello. are you? I'm living. That's a beautiful it thing. So, How's everybody it's, doing it's tonight? It's nice to have you on today. It's nice to be had. <laughs> I must admit, it's nice to be had. What's going on, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's big. Fun it's tonight. Funny, I'm, listen, I'm listening to this, and I'm saying to myself, this woman is in rare form tonight. She is getting everybody. Who? Demise? Who? Yes. Uh, that's not the woman I'm talking about for y'all. She put that guy on blast. Shame on her. <laughs> she is. She shame on I'm, her, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with it. I don't know about you. Chilling. I'm I'm chilling. I'm not doing anything wrong today. Okay, okay. I'm Let's go with that. Let's go right. with that. I'm, yes, fits. Fits. So well, Ron, do you have yeah. a point, uh, a purpose? Because Les has a purpose. His writing has a purpose. Do you have a purpose, Stephen? Ron, that's still to be determined. But um, <laughs> I was gonna talk about something this evening, but I said when I heard the topic and I started getting to the topic, I said, you know what, I got, I'm gonna go in another direction. Now, I mean, like, <laughs> when do you say something other than that? Like. <laughs> Because, I mean, listen, man, sometimes, you know, the best-made plans, they just, you know, they get crumbled up and thrown out the window sometimes. Did you never stay on top? Okay. Go ahead. I, I did once. One time. One time. Baby mama drama day? Is that what you thought? I, I think that's the one time that the check said. I think that was the one time. Okay. One time. Okay, go ahead. It's, it's your world, squirrel. Oh, yeah. Do what so, you got to do. So, so, basically, I'm hearing... Different talk, and I've talked to people about this, and I'm hearing women saying they don't like it, they don't care. But more times than not, the reason that this man is like this is because of a woman. It's because his mother then babied him, or then you know over nurtured him, or whatever it may be. I don't. You don't see single fathers of boys breeding this type of person. You don't see that. You don't see. Um, this situation where there's uh, uh, a strong male figure like that for the most part. But when you have these single households, you're, you're breeding, you know, these half a men 
pardon me, that's not that's that's a little too harsh. Not happening then, but just they're too in in tune with showing all of that. You know, some sometimes you can express it but, you know, more subtle way, a more masculine way. As opposed to, you know, crying and boo hooing and complaining and some of the things that Amaj was saying along that line. So I And you said these are direct results of being raised in and and a lot of instances, I'm not I'm not painting with a broad brush, but I'm saying in a lot of instances, the reason that these men are like this are because of women. So I find it ironic that women are not complaining about the product that a woman produces. I mean, nobody has nothing to say, Ron. <laughs> I don't think anybody thought you could connect the topic. I mean, you know, you shocked? I, I'm just here. Yeah, I'm here. He's shocked. He can't talk. He's like, what happened? Ron is on topic. <laughs> He's waiting yeah. on something to fall on him, like the cartoon or something. Thank you for connecting the topic to your ranting. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hot. I can't be mad at it. Now, now, let me go ahead and be devil's advocate here. So you blaming women for for young no, men being, um, as you almost put it, half for men? Is that what you is that what you're saying? But I backed up off that statement. That was a, that was that was a bit harsh. That was, that was that was a bit harsh. I shouldn't have said that. But no, I'm not okay. blaming women. I just find it oh. ironic because I know some instances where there's men who raise their boys, single parents. I don't know none they of those. They say boys. Well, I mean, you emulate what you see every day, and unless your father's like that, for the most part, you're not going to be like that. When you see your mother screaming to resolve a problem, then you scream to resolve a problem. When you see your mother crying at bad news, then you may cry at bad news. When you see your father take bad news and deal with it and go out and have a beer, then you may do that. So I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that that's what it is, but the likelihood of a child responding to adversity the same way that a parent does is is, is you know it's very likely. Okay. Okay, I mean, you know, you said it. <laughs> Would you agree or disagree? I I don't have a, I don't. No, you do. Don't back up. I, okay, okay. I definitely agree. Let's say I'm about to say something nice about you for once, and it's going to be recorded. I definitely <laughs> agree that young people pick up how to deal with situations based on how they see them dealt with, okay, especially if it's someone they admire, like a mom or a dad, definitely. I agree with that part. Now, that's all, that's all, that'll be archived for all to hear. Yes, I agree with Ryan a little bit. Okay. I think right. I'm going to go for I'm a lot of I'm not going to sleep well tonight. I'm going to have nightmares. Because I agree with Ron, what does that say about my brain? Am I about to die or something wrong with me? Am I about to have a stroke? I don't know. Um, 
I do think a young man growing up can imitate people he sees. It don't always have to be the mom. It could be an older brother. It could be an uncle. Whoever he Absolutely. looks up to as a role model actually yeah. can be that person that he actually imitates. And I can I can see how that yeah. can have definitely affect his, you know, how he reacts, and you know, to his surroundings. Okay. I agree. I agree. We have a call, um, and I'm afraid of what's about to happen. Every code is, uh, you mind, don't say anything. Every code is 323. Three. Every code is 323. Three. You're on the air. Hey, what's good? What's good? How bro? are you? Hey. Ron, Ron lit it up tonight, man. Good looking, dog. Well, yeah, I like how you broke that down, man. That sound like Blaze. <laughs> no, right? it's Jerome. Nah, it's oh, Jerome. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I hear you good. good. I, was trying, I was trying to identify you by voice. Nah, it's Jerome. Jerome did good breaking that down. Oh, okay. But I was just going to ask uh, the women, uh, why is it a double standard? Like, if you okay talking to your homegirl like that or talking to your co-workers. So when you get talked back to, like the way you talk, why is it a double standard when men do it? Imaj, break it down. Put, could you please put the translation in the chat room so I can read it? Imaj, please. I need that right now. It's out. Thank you. Um, Jerome, I'm trying to decode it. Can you... Help me out a little bit. You asked the question, why is it okay for a woman to talk to her female friends a certain way and then not talk to her male or her man and expect the same reaction? Yeah, if you, yell, if you, if you, if you talk too much to your friend, if you talk too much to your coworker, and you put extras and being all super dramatic. So when your dude talk back to you in that same manner, why is it a double standard? Because, you know, women so love to claim they're better communicators than we are. So be able to handle the way you communicate. Okay. So, okay, okay. Iman is not doing what I asked her to do, so I got to do this by myself. So you're saying... This is what I heard. I heard you say that women can talk emotionally with other women, whether that's a yelling or a couple of girlfriends, lip smacks, finger pops, okay. But when she talks to her man and he does any of those behaviors, there's a problem Mm -hmm. And your question is, why is that? Yeah, why is oh. that a problem? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know, I, this is just me because I'm Shamora and everybody does not agree with me because I don't reflect the thoughts of every woman on this earth. However, 
when I talk to my girlfriend, because we kind of are swapping estrogen-driven comments, I expect there to be a certain type of answer, response, reaction that is very similar to me that people who sit to pee would do. However, when I am talking to my man who stands to pee, I don't expect him to give me an estrogen-driven answer because I didn't go to him for that. I have girlfriends for that. So it's not necessarily a double double standard for me. For me, I want you to behave as though you stand when you pee. And I don't want you to do what I do because I got me for that. I got girlfriends for that. I'm looking for that other thing, that other thing that yeah, I can't like, make. When you communicate, you come into when most women when most women communicate with men, they're coming to to us with stuff they could tell their girlfriends. Like, hey, I don't care about what's on the NBA Housewives. I don't. I don't. I don't care about the, the TLC movie or what happened to your homegirl at work. Y'all coming to us with girl talk. Y'all not coming to mm-hmm. us with solving problems and and stuff that oh, needs to be okay. done. Y'all coming to us with really with real small conversation. Tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love and then you. Get mad when we act like men and just ignore you. Right. And then you get mad when you just ignore, and then when and then when the dude know everything about the TI show and the NBA housewives and Hollywood hip hop, and he get into everything. Oh, he's talking too much. Oh, okay. Well, damn, if we do, damn, if we don't. I'm just gonna say this because I I know your women need permission to talk to you anyway. (laughs) No, I ain't like Um, that. I don't know where you got that from. Where oh Lord Jesus, you gonna have this lion yeah. on fire with this lightning bolt strike? You oh, did not say late. you don't know where I got that from. I don't know where you got uh, that from. Check the archives, listeners. Listeners, check, check the archives. The archives. It is documented they, that homeboy free, said that, don't mean they, that his they, women have to have permission to speak to him, <laughs> and they can't talk to him without permission. But anyway, I don't know where you. Oh, I digress. I digress. So listen, here's the deal, because you, I gave you one too many minutes right now. In a way, listen. Okay, Jerome. Oh wow, I'm, I'm getting you may have to take, you may have to, you may have to take, you may have to take your mind off of mute like ASAP. No, uh, I can't because if I let kid. her in, if I let her on this conversation. Uh uh-uh. uh. She won't. She gonna. Nah uh. She gonna get him. I'm just saying. I, she gonna get him. I don't know, Imaj. I'm uh, just saying. He, yes, I know. He said it three weeks ago, but he forgot. And there hey, Imaj, think about him. Think about the brain work. Could you keep that all separate and categorized? No, no. Imagine what. Doing a yeah, lot of talking like for just a simple answer. Why is it a double standard? Okay, okay. Here's a simple answer. Nobody ever knows what you're talking about, Jerome. And obviously, when I say wait, wait, nobody ever you guys knows know what, what you're talking about. about, Jerome, 
I'm talking about inclusive of you, boo-boo. You don't ever know what you're talking about because you just told us you didn't say something that you did say. So you get lost sometimes. You I think you're lost. Your you want to bring back time. the recording, bring back the recording. Oh, gosh. I, I don't tell no woman what to say okay, when and, it's and called. you know what? We, I didn't say you told her what to say. She just had to have permission to say it to you because you might be watching the game. It, it's our call. That's what you were doing, and she needed permission to speak. But anyway, here's the deal. It's, this is a simple face. This one, this is real simple. This is something you can do. This is something you can do, Jerome. This is real simple. You ready? Okay, this is what you can do. You can change the type of women that you choose to have conversation with. Because not all women, check this out, not all women want to talk about those simple topics like reality TV or the lady at work's business. Some women, now this is a stretch for you, boo, actually talk about things that are relative to success, to growth, that have some depth. They do exist. Now, you might not know them. You might not hang out with them. Or they might choose to be mute when you come around. However, I promise you they exist. Okay. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. And we'll take that advisement. But you understand, it's enough of y'all that these silly, rela- silly reality shows come on every year because y'all watch. Watch it, y'all. is so incredible. And purchasing all the silly stuff they sell on there. Oh, boo, I don't watch those, but it's okay. I'll let I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Makes you happy. Are you in your happy place now to think that all women are that shallow? No, no, I never said all women are that shallow. I'm saying it's oh, enough okay. of I'm them. Sorry. That I'm sorry. Are. Y'all, y'all it's enough of select them. few. No, no, what I'm saying is it's enough shallow people where dudes are, some dudes are just going with the flow. You know, she talk a lot about this and this and this, and just to be able to have something in common with her, he's talking about this and this and this. So when she does argue, he he argues with the same passion because if he doesn't argue with the same passion, he doesn't care. Right. That's the whole thing. I'm saying, like, the whole thing is a double standard. Like, if we act like we don't care, or, like, if you, if you get hyped up and be like, all right, if I sit back and say, okay, what's the solution after you did all that? Okay, how can we fix it? Oh, see, you don't care. You don't care. You don't even look at how nonchalant you at. But then when oh, he get over emotion, though, he acting like a female. But I'm saying, right. like, dudes are trying to. Dudes are trying to. What I'm saying to you is, dudes are trying to communicate, and we're trying. And dudes are trying to get better at communicate. But if we act like we do with our partners, because the dudes on here tell you, you can't even come to us with that little small conversation women come to us with when we talk to other men, so they know it doesn't get entertained, period. Okay. Period. Well, look at the time. You know what I mean? If you, we don't do look no waiting that chair where we drink your wine. Hey, look at the time, Jerome. I, I, I got to let you go. 
I got to go All put right. some more change in the meter. Okay? Talk to you later next week. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. All right. Huh. Well, <coughs> very interesting. Very, very interesting. Very, I guess very we got two more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, so I'm coming back to you, Les, because after all that, we all need a mental inspiration moment. And so I know you have some beautiful lyrics, verses, stanzas for us. Could you read something that's inspiring, that's rebuking all of the demons? Okay, I want to read this poem called Just in Traffic, and it's all about believing in success and, and, and pushing for it regardless. Um, it simply says, don't count me out or say that I won't achieve. Almost anything is possible for those that believe. Continually work hard on their goals and never quit, keeping their drive inside and staying optimistic. Some may have to imagine things that they've never seen with their faces in it, achieving that dream. Even though our roads may start at different places, we can't let disappointments throughout life break us. For almost no success in life just happens automatic. So if I'm not there yet, believe me, I'm in traffic. The road of life has setbacks, stops, and delays. Sometimes there's detours that we'll face along the way. Sometimes it's bumpy, turns, and seasons of bad weather. But what doesn't destroy us only makes us better. Personally, I've been writing since 14 years old. And to be compared to Langston Hughes is still a similar goal. But I write to inspire and make people realize there's more to life than just that, what is just before our eyes. So if you haven't achieved all your goals, stay at it. I'm still driving toward mine, and believe me, I'm in traffic. Never let the non-believers put brakes on your dreams. Keep moving forward. It could be closer than it seems. Some during killers, let it only help us to work harder. So whatever, so whatever they say, let it just push us even farther. Some may have said that you'll never do it. Imagine their faces when you prove it. Prove you can do it, and you got it done. For you are more than a conqueror when you overcome. So let those negative people talk their racket. Use it as motivation to succeed, for you are in traffic. Mm, that I like. So I'm snapping over here. It's not so snap. That's nice. Yeah, right. definitely. Thank you. Sorry. And I think that fixed me after having to take that call. I'm in a good place right now, feeling all encouraged and motivated. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's you are in traffic. Keep believing. Keep pursuing the dreams. Did you want me to do another or or? Um, and I think that would be great because I think we would we could all use some some inspiration. So please. All right. All right. This this is another one. I called never failed to try. I put my heart and life into writing my poetry that's good for many experiences and personal realities. I write many poems to motivate each and every person, inspiring us all as my heart's true poetic plan. For every human's life disappoints, 
disappointments come and go. Push on to succeed. That's my personal motto. I believe I failed to achieve some of the dreams I wanted to see. By the age of 30, I thought I would be wealthy. Just retain prosperity in my family line. But I've had a lot of disappointments in this lifetime. I've failed to do a lot of things. This I cannot deny. But one thing I haven't done, that is failed to try. I failed in marriage, so divorce in my life. Perhaps I failed to be the right husband for that wife. I failed to to fulfill my own expectations at times. I failed to prioritize, thus I cluttered my mind. I failed to save money, as I was often told. I failed to dress appropriately, sometimes in color cold. I failed to iron my clothes or hang them up. I failed to beat struggles, so sometimes it got rough. I would fail to remain positive sometimes when I was going through. Sometimes I even failed at being a good role model for you. I failed at many things. This I cannot deny. But one thing I refuse to do, and that is fail to try. I fail to visit some people as often as I should. I fail to live on every promise that I said that I would. I fail to say all the right words at the right times. I believe failure is just a part of every life design. But long as we keep a will to succeed and we never stop, when the right opportunity comes, we can reach the top. We just believe in ourselves and continually work hard. Don't give up. Pray and stay faithful and believe in God. So despite our challenges, our success won't be denied. For beating odds is achievable to those who earnestly try. Keep trying. Never fail to try. All right, so that's a nice one. Ah, encouragement. Encouragement is good. So, yeah. Okay, so I said encouragement is good. Mm-hmm, sure. So, yeah, that I can see how you feel that that's a purposeful way to express yourself because anybody that reads that is going to get that message. You know, it's not something that's kind of, you know, it's not something hidden. It's not, it's it's blatantly um, expressing something positive, you know, and that's what, that's what you want, you know, your message to be. You definitely want it to be clear what you're you're promoting in your words. So I think that was really nice. Thank you. Thank you. And tell us where... We can uh, pick up your installation words. Okay. Anybody who would like to get either one of my books, you can always email me at AuthorLessPollard at Yahoo.com. That's A-U-T-H-O-R-L-E-S-P-O-L-L-A-R-D at the funny A, Yahoo.com. That's one of the many ways or... You know, and uh, or if you want to get it directly from the website, I have two different websites for the book. Uh, the latest one, uh, you can go through Dream Team, which is www.dreamteampublishing.org. Uh, That's where you get Let's Get Inspired. If you look for my first one, which is called uh, Look What God Has Given Me, the spiritual one, which I've written to inspire when through my hardest times. Arthur House was the publisher for them, so... You actually go to the www.authorhouse.com to the bookstore, and that they have a bookstore, and this 
either type in my name, Les Barnett Pollard, or even uh, type the title, which is called Look What God Has Given Me. Um, or you can, like I said, or you can contact me directly at my website, the author Les Pollard at yahoo.com. And I was ready, and uh, if you don't mind, you if you don't mind, a little bit later, uh, posting your link on on my page. I have a couple of people requesting the link to that. Sure, gladly, gladly. All right, I will do that. All right, I'm and what glad I do to be is. Uh, and what I'll do is I'll 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 post. Um, I'll post um, a link to you, and then in the comments, mm-hmm. would you post those okay. links to to where to pick up so that they can definitely associate. It won't be any question. They can definitely associate uh, you with the work that you're uh, posting. All right. So I can actually. Okay. And look on there, okay. Right. On there um, for you. your post. Okay. I'm sorry, I can even offer them a better deal if they contact me uh, directly through my author, Les Pollard. At yahoo.com, but I also will post it on your page as well. How they can definitely contact me then versus the shipping and handling taxes. Well, we can get all that too, but it just it's just more reasonable directly for me than going through uh, okay. other second other ways. Okay, I just just thought I'd just say that, and uh, I definitely okay. appreciate all the support. Well, we're so glad that you stopped through and hung out with us and dealt with. All of our yeah, um, all of our people. I'll just leave it at that. Um <laughs> oh, we had a caller but I guess they decided that it was taking me too long. So uh, are you gonna speak now? Um no, it was a two zero one area code. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he. I guess he's changed his mind. It took me too long. Okay, well that's fine. Uh, he'll he'll call us back uh, next week. I'm sure. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. He changed his mind. Uh, area code two zero one. You're on the nah, air. Don't do that. Don't even do that anymore. <laughs> don't even do that. Come on, talking noise. You can't come on talking noise. You got you got hey, one minute, two minutes. Man, I'm just saying, man. I've been on that exclusive, so I ain't feeling right in my mind right now. So, but <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. your mind has your mind has some yeah. right to it. Man, I tell you, man. Yeah, I don't know sometimes. I don't know sometimes. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know all the time. I don't know all the time. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, I'm just spending my last day, dog, in the Bahamas before I go back to the States and just relax. Oh, then he want to call and rub it in that he in the Bahamas. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Oh, One day. Man, what's up, everybody? How y'all doing? What's good? Oh, but hey, that's all right. Good, we good. We good. That's how when he gets back, then he got Ebola from E. coli. He about to die. That's what keeps happening to him. He ought to sit down somewhere. Wow. Uh, that's all right, RJ. When you get back, you'll be in the emergency room. Player. Nah. Nah, I ain't going back there. I'm sorry. Okay. 
Well, we're glad that you got. I hope you. I hope you like vacationing. Are you yeah, vacationing? Man. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. But I'm still shooting the music video out here too. You know. Huh? All right. Shooting two music videos out here. So. Oh, you working? Ah. Yeah. Oh. But I had a okay, good Okay, well, time your minute is too. up. I'm sorry. We don't want to hear it. Bye. No, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, RJ. Well, we we actually had missed you when you were on the sick and shut-in list. We we had missed you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But now that you're back, mm-hmm. we can take you for granted again. So I'm going to hang up on you because I haven't hung okay. up on you in, like, two months. I'm hanging up on yeah, you now. Man, that's just cool. for old time's sake. So I'll get that warm fuzzy right, feeling inside my chest. All right, Shimon. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. All right. All right. So that is the show this evening. I am so happy to have the whole family come through. No pieces missing. Well, some pieces are always missing, even when they're present. However, we had a great show. Thank you, Les, for being a part of our show. Yeah, definitely. Much appreciated. Same bad time, same bad channel next week. So get your wine chilled and hang out with us next Wednesday and be entertained by our guests and lively conversation. It was a great evening. Good night, all. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Absolutely, bro. Take it easy. All right. All right. Thank you. Good night.